0: No purchase necessary. point're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. It's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And forgive me this morning. Uh, it's Thursday, September 24th. I think I'm still trying to process that Halloween looks like it's canceled this year. And so it looks like thanksgiving (laughs) so forgive me it's fall season and we're supposed to be okay a few days ago we were actually wearing sweaters and jackets here in michigan and now we bumped back up to 82 degrees see this is the climate change thing that just makes all of this so so high and unforgivable but today being thursday as i promised i have our special guest is sean rochester i asked him to join us he's the author of a new book entitled The Black Tax. I came across his article on the Business Insider and I can begin to tell you how moved I was. Uh, he talks about how much it has cost black Americans for slavery. And I thought this is something, it was very moving and very informative all at the same time. So Sean is gonna join us for just a few minutes this morning to tell us a little bit more about his book about himself and how he got to this. So let's welcome him. Hey, Sean, good morning. Welcome to Down to Earth.
0: Good morning. Thank you, uh, Harriet, so much for having me on the program. I'm looking forward to our discussion.
1: Great. So uh, your new book, The Black Tax, uh, talks about Mm -hmm. the cost of slavery for Black Americans. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so the black tax is the financial cost of discrimination against black people in America that's driven by conscious and unconscious bias. Um, And it emanates from from individuals and corporations and and institutions. Um, Uh So normally when people talk about discrimination, they tend to talk about it from the perspective of the injustice or the immorality. I wanted to look at it from the perspective of what is the cost and more importantly, what does research from the finest institutions in a country say that that cost is, and I look at it in the present context, uh, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, from the time of slavery moving forward.
1: You know, I must confess that I read the article, and I was touched by this, that your research points to the fact that it's $70 trillion that racism in America has cost Black Americans. How do you break that down?
0: First aspect comes from the fact that you have you know there was two hundred and fifty, roughly two hundred and fifty years of legalized um, uh, slavery in which they extracted labor uh, from uh-huh. millions of people over a quarter of a millennia. Uh, and researchers say that, that the, the value of that labor extracted is, is can be as high as twenty four trillion. Others put it as high as ninety seven trillion. If you assume that the, the truth is in the middle, and, and we're talking about upwards of fifty trillion dollars just just from that. Right. And then if you look at the value of the people themselves, because you can go back to 1860 and uh-huh. you can you can say, well, what was the value of those people in today's dollars? Because they represented 50 percent of the full economic value of the South. Wow. Um, and they were the most liquid asset in the country. They were traded on wow. open markets. Right. It was a price wow. if you were old or young. Uh, so on and so forth, and and economists say that the value is so large that you have to uh, express it in terms of national wealth or national income right so if, if you look at it from you know uh, a wealth perspective it 's between sixteen and twenty percent of u s wealth right so u s wealth in, in, at the numbers that I used, which was in two thousand and sixteen was about eighty five trillion dollars, so sixteen to twenty percent of that is fourteen to seventeen trillion. So if you take uh, an average of those two, that's 15.5 trillion. If if you take a look at it from an income perspective, economists place it between one uh, and two years of GDP. So GDP pre-COVID was about 19 trillion dollars a year. One to two years is 19 to 38 trillion. If you take uh, an average of that, you're at 28.5 trillion. So that's two different independent ways, right, to value what those people were worth in today's dollars. If you take an average of the 15.5 and the 28.5, you're at $22 trillion. And then I can walk through three different metrics that gets you back to that $22 trillion. So five different uh, independent ways of valuing it. So it's just really expressing the enormous value um, of, of those people held in bondage in today's dollars um, you know, to the country.
1: My God, I am stunned. And the thing about it is, over, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but in, 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 when I looked at the subject, uh, I couldn't find anywhere else where I had found it quantified quite like this, or mm-hmm. a value added to, to to black people's lives who contributed. I mean, for years I felt like I was an outlier, and a, and a, you know, like a John the Baptist in the wilderness, crying out that. Black people contributed to the wealth of the United States because we've been the number one economy since 1871. And in 1871, it was slavery that had built the U.S. economy. And, you know, at some point, I'm going to have to get somebody else to come and talk about the psychological impact of this, because talking about reparations you see where I'm coming from? Talking about reparations, this throws a whole different uh, light on reparations, don't you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, the the problem and the challenge is that this information doesn't exist anywhere. It's why I wrote the book, right, The Black Tax, The Cost of Being Black in America. We talk about these things in qualitative terms, right? Somebody Uh thinks slavery was a big deal. Somebody doesn't think it was a big deal. Somebody thinks it was a long time ago. Somebody doesn't think it was a long time ago. And if you talk about things in a qualitative perspective, then you wind up agreeing to disagree right? But when you put it in in concrete terms, in terms of the numbers, it speaks for itself. It either is or it isn't, right? And then you can go substantiate it and check yourself. You don't learn this in K through 12. You don't learn it at, at university. If you're lucky, you get into like a You know, an African-American studies class that will give you a narrow slice of of this kind of larger picture, and rarely will it be a focus on on economic impact. And we don't learn it in the other institutions that we're a part of, of which are our our places of, of worship. So people don't have the context. They don't have the information. They have really strong passions and strong positions, but they're based on limited information and almost no context. And that was the point of me doing this work, to put things in concrete terms. Like, this is what it is. You've heard of Jim Crow, but what was the economic value extracted from people during that period of time? Here's what it is. You've heard about separate but equal. That's a massive maldistribution of resources to underdeveloped Black children over a 90-year period. What was the economic impact of that? So people will talk about things, but they will just speak about it in isolation. They don't say what happened before. They don't say what happened afterwards, and they they rarely ever – aggregate it and quantify it and that's what I've been pushing for the last several years is to help people really see it in, in concrete terms and go the next step of saying what did that cost right and that way we can make uh you know come to better uh, understanding about what needs to be done and why and how much actually needs to be done to, to be able to right this ship
1: wow that's a lot of information and I think I think I think it gives context and and It's not closure, because by no means is the subject ever going to be closed, but it gives context to where we are and how we got here and what we need to do moving forward. So I'm going to ask you this question. This is too much to do in the short time we have. Is it possible that you could come back and expand on this?
0: Sure. Absolutely. I'd I'd love to. All
1: All right. In the meantime, though, the book Black Tax, where can we find it? Is it available on the web? Is it on Amazon? Yeah, you
0: know, it's, go to Amazon. yeah it's, it's now available on Amazon. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, folks can, can get it there. Um, um, I'm also working on the audio version. So for all of the audiobook lovers out there, I heard yeah, you yeah. loud and clear all your requests. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The audiobook will probably be out by the end of, of October, but you can go get oh. the uh, paperback and the Kindle On uh, Amazon, if that's your preferred marketplace, you can also look Mm -hmm. for it on our website, which is www.blacktax.com.
1: Blacktax.com. This book is Black Tax. What has the cost of racism been to Black Americans in the era of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor? This is a conversation that this nation needs to have. Thank you so much, Sean Rochester. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll have you back at some point to continue our discussions on the black tax. I like that. I like that a lot.
0: Thank you, Harriet, for having me on. I thoroughly enjoyed it. and I look forward to continuing our conversation.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. My friend. the black tax, we can't say enough about that. So we're going to have Mr. Rochester back on at some point to talk about this and to talk about how how did we arrive here? And what do more importantly, know that we are here and someone else is putting the numbers together. And as Mr. Rochester said, as Sean said, he said it best. He said it's qualitative. So we're looking at it as slavery was a big deal for somebody else. It means nothing for us. It meant something else for someone else. It's not such a big deal. It happened a long time ago. But when you put the numbers to it, it's a whole Different ball game. And I suspect the reason that there is no record of it is because this time would come. But luckily, we can go to census records and see when white slavery, white slave owners uh, had the price for a slave. We can use that to quantify because, as Sean said, that black people were a liquid investment, can you imagine to hear human beings being quantified as such is what we need to focus on this This is human trafficking it's i i listen you're talking to somebody who has uh I have a shelter for human trafficking victims, so you're literally talking to someone who knows this firsthand when I tell you that Traffic Girls who have been trafficked, women who have been trafficked will tell you that to the trafficker, each person, each girl is worth $200,000 cash per year. You've got to look at slavery within the context of how much did one slave, was one slave worth to the white man? Listen to me, folks. We got to stop thinking emotionally. It hurts. It hurts you. It hurts me. It hurts all of us. But in order to right this wrong and set this, 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 this ship, it's sailing somewhere. Uh, nobody is sure where it's going. So we are kind of unsure if we, do we want it to go back or, or should we continue sailing. But here's the thing. If we are going, we're going to have to deal with this. We're going to have to accept that we were trafficked from our native lands, brought to the Americas, and that somebody paid a price for each of us. We have to add that cost up plus the cost of our labor and add it up so that somebody pays for it. You, you, people can pontificate. I mean, people right now, the politicians right now are pontificating and postulating. They can pontificate and postulate all they want. Here's the thing. The elections have already been decided. The winner is going to come out and the winner is going to be Biden. And it is a done deal. And when it is over, it's going to be over because the reckoning has to come after that. That is why Biden is going to win. Biden is winning because this is the reckoning. We have to come forward with the reckoning. The black tax is real. And, and, and if we don't, listen to me very carefully. If we ourselves don't attach a value to it, then they're not going to they will be as happy as a clam off to continue with things as they were, because they themselves don't want to have to pay them. It's not enough to say, well, I want reparations and I want my 40 acres and a mule, which is, I'm going to ask economists to quantify how much that would mean today. That's not the only cost, though. The cost was my unpaid labor, my ancestors' unpaid labor over time, over 250 years initially, plus the Jim Crow era from 1870, 1865 to 1965, right? Mm. That's a long time. That's a long time. We need to, because slavery officially ended around 1863, but they still continued with it on. And then Jim Crow became a thing. So we've got to put this. We have to attach it. The only way to write the ship is to attach a value. At some point, we have to come to terms with what it is, and we're going to have to deal with it. It doesn't make any sense. You you listened to the Kentucky Attorney General yesterday, and he's talking about how uh, <laughs> he's talking about bullets and firing bullets into an apartment, and the bullets sound like they're more valuable than someone's life. And the Kentucky Attorney General is a black man, but he's married to Mitch McConnell's granddaughter. You know Mitch McConnell, the white man, yeah, the white man who is the Senate majority Leader. His granddaughter is married to the Kentucky Attorney general black man, that black man. so already you you, you see where that ship has sailed and where that is going you you, you Do you see where I'm coming from? So the people do things, but it does not detract from the fact that we still are going to have to deal with this. Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. It's an abbreviated version. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed.